Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Episode 17 of the Play It By Ear podcast is on the air, on the web, on the... We never did determine what the right terminology for that was, but whatever it is, we're here. Glad you're joining us, and uh, hope you enjoyed episode 16, our sweet 16. And I know probably it was a fringe sort of... Uh, niche Niche there. That's the word I was looking for, a niche a niche episode, but I'm sure the uh, people who have listened to it uh, have greatly enjoyed it, as it probably brought back a lot of memories for those of you who uh, can relate to the Sardinia Founders Day, and hopefully the others who did not get to experience that uh, could relate to some things in their own childhood where uh, a local festival was uh, experienced by you. So, again, hopefully you enjoyed that. We went a little overboard as far as time, but uh, <laughs> I believe it was well worth it as we got off on discussions of hillbillies and uh, what was Island, Hot, Williams, Island Williams and such. Yes. So, uh, as always, you can find us on uh, several different outlets, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, our uh, site, uh, anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast uh, on Facebook. Uh, search us out, play it by ear podcast, uh, Twitter, play it by ear pod number two, uh, among other outlets. You can uh, certainly talk to us uh, either directly through a voice message on any of those apps podcast providers or through messages on facebook and such so always like hearing from you and uh your take on what we talk about indeed so uh i forgot to say good evening to uh you good evening we were talking about alfred hitchcock earlier mr griffin good evening happy night and uh mr brady liming hello and good morrow yes i'm squire jack I can't, no, we, no, I, I can't say what my name is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, now, now, now I have to explain that. Uh, we use this software called Squadcast, and we can see each other on uh, through a video portion of that, and you can assign yourself your own name. It doesn't give you your, like, your regular name. You can type any name in there you want, and I chose Squire Jack. And uh, those of you who are of a certain age can remember Squire Jack's Fish and Chips, which was a Cincinnati, I believe it was a Cincinnati-based restaurant. But uh, was the uh, fish was the Squire Jack's as tasty as Archer's Treasures? Uh, or Archer's I, I, Treasure. I, 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 you're Arthur Treacher. Arthur Treachers. <laughs> Cut all that out. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Archer's <Yeah>. Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different place I used to go. <laughs> I, I, I saw that come up on a, on a search one time, accidentally. The, so yes, uh, the, uh, to answer your question, yes, uh, Squire Jacks was better than Archer's Treasures. A piece of cod was much different than Archer's Treasures. <laughs> cod piece indeed. <laughs> 
Oh, we've already got off on a tangent. We can't cut that out. We got to leave that in. Oh, all right. So. Why was I thinking treasures? I have no idea. I know the name of it. I used to eat. Well, there. if you were little and you know, well, no, it, I mean, I remember approximate spelling. It was at the mall. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I well, did use yeah. to eat Eastgate. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, just a tot is a fried mackerel, I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, Did I say back. Archer's Treasures or Arthur's Treasures? There- I, I don't know. You said several different things. Yeah. In that whole Archer's Exchange. Treachery. Archer's Treasure. Ar- Archer's Treachers. Now I have you saying it. Tre- treachery. Yes. Uh, <laughs> boy, we need to we need to rein this back in. <laughs> it's your job. Get her back in the it is Get her back my job. In I need to <laughs> crack the whip here. All right. Uh, you know how this works. If you've joined us before, we all come to the table with a uh, topic. And uh, again, my compatriots are trying to get me off task, but I refuse to get off task. Steadfast fiscus. We, we've got it. We've got to trudge forward here. Uh, again, we all come to the top uh, table with a topic, and I am first tonight, uh, as our order goes. And my topic is, and I'll, I'll give background on where I came up with this. Uh, I was looking at Twitter, which, of course, you can find many wonderful. And not so wonderful things on Twitter, um, but things that make you think sometimes. And and this was one of those things. It uh, subtweeted or retweeted or whatever you want to call it a from a Reddit subreddit. If you've ever been to Reddit, it's basically people can put things on there under topics, kind of like our show, I guess. You pick your topic and and give your input. Uh, but this particular subreddit is called AITA, and the first three letters stand for AMIV, and you can uh, kind of fill in the last blank there, and it's talking about situations, am I in the wrong or not? And uh, the A, and I'll, I'll leave it to Todd, because Todd just kind of throws these things out there. <laughs> Anus. The A stands for... Asshole. Yes. So... That is our topic, or my topic. We're going to look at a few AITAs from Reddit, and we're going to discuss uh, as to whether these people are indeed the uh, body part that was uh, stated before. So here's well, we the could per- say We could say Fainus. Fainus, yeah. Asshole. Anus. 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 Just so people know what we're talking, we may we may use all three of those. So just yeah. so people know. So, but they all do mean the same thing. All right, so here we go. A I T A question mark. Neighbor is a car collector and elderly. I figured I'd help him by mowing his grass. A rock got kicked up by the mower and scratched his car. He is demanding I pay for a new paint job, but I refused. A-I-T-A. Brady, you made a face. I'll let you go first. Okay. Now, without much background or ground rules, um, do I have to take this statement at face value, or can I ask some hypotheticals? So if I can ask hypotheticals, I'm going to go. I I won't have an answer for you, but I mean, you can ask whatever you want. I guess you can take any angle with this you like. Okay. So if um, I said, hey, do you want me to mow your yard? And he gave me permission to swoop by his yard on my mower and it tossed a rock. Um, 
I'm not an anus. If I was trying to do good and did it without his permission, I still don't think he's an anus, but he might be responsible if he wasn't given permission. But if this man, if this elderly gentleman at any point gave me or this person permission to mow his yard and he happened to have his collector cars out there and it happened to get chipped by a rock, that does not make him an anus. I, I'm I'm going to lean not an anus. Not an anus. Todd? I, I agree. I Actually, I don't, I don't think I can add anything to that. It's a, you know, it's not like the guy brought the rock with him. Uh, it's not like he was mowing an, another property and hit a rock off of that property. And then, you know, this was on the, this was on the guy who owned the car's property, correct? Yes. So the rock was on his property. It's not, it's not, it's his job to pick up the rocks from his yard. Uh, it's not your Can job. You smell the car that I just hit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going, uh, he is not the asshole. Okay. So we're uh, using the same rules as the U.S. Senate here. Uh, if both are in agreement, then the, I don't need to chime in with the tiebreaker. So both are in agreement that he is not the anus. So therefore, not an anus is, the, an anus. Uh, is the judge. Congratulations, sir. Anus. You are not an anus. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So here's the, here's the next situation. Okay. Now this is from a, a female. Uh Throw away because my boyfriend knows my other account. So this person is kind of asking the question behind the boyfriend's back. Okay. So uh, this person is a 23-year-old female, moved in with her boyfriend, a 24-year-old male, of two years, a couple months ago. We haven't had any problems before this argument. Things have been going well. Anyways, a couple days ago, um, she started into her time of the month. Came early, ran out of uh, incidentals to deal with that issue. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Hygiene products. Thank you. you. Thank Thank you for paraphrasing. (laughs) Because I'm as uncomfortable as I've ever been on this uh, podcast. So, But but you're going to have a definite opinion on this, I think. Okay. So uh, I couldn't leave to buy some because, you know, she she was having an issue. Okay. So she asked her boyfriend if he could go buy pads for her from the drugstore because it was late. He immediately said no. She was shocked because she really wasn't expecting him to say no. She asked him why. He said he did not want the cashier to see him buying those things. At this point, she started laughing because she thought that was hilarious. He was not joking. He was very serious. He glared at her. Um... She told him that the cashier would obviously know it wasn't for him. Plus, the cashier would definitely not care if he was buying. He still refused. I told him that he could go to the self-checkout machine if he was so insecure. But he said he did not want anyone to see him with those products because they think he was, I guess, fill in the blank there. They they would think he was a wimp of sorts. Ah. I told him that he was childish. Or no, I... Let me back up. The The term there that is used, and it's actually blocked out on here, too. I uh, think, uh, think he was uh, not uh, of, of a different gender. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. So uh told him he was being childish, that his masculinity was really fragile. If he couldn't buy those things for his own girlfriend, he got mad. He went out, and she had to make do with what she had around the house. He has been ignoring her ever since. 
she has been thinking that it might she might have pushed him too far. So is she the anus for telling her boyfriend that his masculinity is fragile because he refused to buy the products? Todd, you're up. Well, I think what we could have a we could have a uh, a double hot dog handle case here. Uh, I, I think I think it begs that to be asked: is, is could both of them possibly be uh, the anus here? Anus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with your original your your first question. So if you don't mind, just a little ba- uh, repeating the background uh, information. How long have they been together? Two years. Two years. Okay, so that's that's a good it's a good long time. Now we I've, all know it's different living with someone versus just yeah yeah. I think that yes, she is an asshole for the way she chose to to kind of I guess emasculate him emasculate him. But let me before all the females listening to this want to uh, come and egg my house. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I think he was an asshole first. Uh, I think two years is plenty of time for him to, uh, not something that he probably enjoys doing or not something that he should be excited about. Definitely. And, and you can, I, I think we could all understand his, his uncomfort or his discomfort there. But, uh, I think that he was, he was being the, the asshole by, by not just agreeing to go get them. But then I think she in turn, uh, her reaction was, was too much by calling his masculinity into question. Correct. Okay. She could have just called him an asshole and and <laughs> been done with it. And been done with it, yeah. Yeah. Brady. All right. Um I immediately the first thing that I thought of, like his reaction was ridiculous. Um I've been there and done it myself. Um, you know, I've had to go out on runs to get those. Um, I don't have to endure that monthly, so I have a little bit of compassion. But you should just take a car next time, Brady. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you running down Winoka Drive carrying feminine hygiene products <laughs> would be that. that, that yes, um, you know, and by the lake. It, it, anyway, sorry, but like. I think that his reaction was a bit much, but I've been there. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it's uncomfortable. I, sorry. I just what got I a visual, miss. Brady. I got a visual of you jogging back from the drugstore. Uh, like you're, like you're a basic training and, and like an officer and gentleman or something. Uh, and, and you got the, uh, you got the, uh, <laughs> over my head. Uh, this is my rifle. You, this is my pine. <laughs> 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 Sergeant says it's not that bad. Go to the yeah. store and buy some pads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, this is <laughs> we're we're just like going all over the place, which makes it fun. <laughs> but um, no, I mean it is a little bit awkward and uncomfortable. Um, if I was asked nicely, I would do it. And, you know, if somebody was in great discomfort and I have my shoes on, that would be silly to not do that. If I had to put my shoes on and then go out. No, I'm kidding. You know what I mean. You know what I mean? Um, if my hair were combed and. Uh... If I, yes, if I was not must. Um, but I, I, but her attacking his masculinity 
like that um, was a little bit mean-spirited too. I think they were both in the wrong. Um, he was an anus and she was a bit of a shasshole. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think they were both in the wrong here. But I think from, you know, of course she was telling the story first. Can you imagine the story of he's like, look, um, my girlfriend demanded that I go out and get her back. You know, it, it's, it's a, there's three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. And I think that's where this lies. So I think that there is equal analry on both parts. Nice. Okay. So just so I'm clear here, the, the ultimate question was, is she the anus? Because that's what she's asking for herself. So I'm, I'm assuming here that, <laughs> assuming got it <laughs> um both of you are saying she was so therefore that's your answer yeah but you, i think I, you kind of added he is too but yeah we had to throw that disclaimer out there because we we want our females listeners to understand we we understand and uh all right you know so yeah the, the, the president of the senate does not have to chime in once again yes. so we, we, we're we just, in agreement we didn't want to alter the the flow of this conversation too much. <laughs> She's here all week. That's heavy, man. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Please do. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So uh, ne- next topic or next uh, situation here. Twenty three year old male. A few months ago, was at a nice bar in Toronto with his boys. Now, I don't guess location matters, but it was Toronto. Saw this really hot girl. Decided to, you know, go talk to her, dance for a bit. Offered to buy her a drink. She gladly accompanied him to the bar. Uh, when they got there, she was like, hey, or he was like, hey, can I have a can of beer? And uh, whatever she's having, or whatever she wants. She promptly says, can I get four double shots of 1942? Which is like $75 a shot for a double of 1942. And he, you know, said, no, what, no, I, I, no, I'm not paying for the four double shots of 1942. She said they're for her friends, patted him on the back. When the bartender came back, I slapped a $10 bill on the table and told him she'd be covering the shots and walked away. She was mad, yelling the normal insults. Well, here, now here, here's, here's another wrinkle in this whole thing. It turns out his mom works with her, and they were talking, and his mom showed her a picture of him. And she instantly recognized him and remembered his name and told his mom what he did. His mom then called him and said she declared that he was an anus and told him to send her the cost of four drinks, which was like $325 with tips. He just laughed and told his mom, I'm not doing that. Mom said the girl thinks he's a huge anus and a... And she agrees. Brady? I'm choosing my words carefully because I really felt my dander getting fluffed and risen on this one. 
Um, that was no. Okay, so can, can I back up? Is he asking if he's an anus? Yes. Now he's asking for himself. Pull this camera up at this microphone, sir. You are not an anus. That was incredibly presumptuous. Um, a drink. He's offering you a drink, not your whole entourage. To go out and immediately get the most expensive thing, it is very, very, very um, presumptuous. Yeah. Um, his mom is being a Shanus because, A, it's none of her beeswax. Number two, it's not like he, I, I mean, it, it, it's not like he was a horrifically rude person. He was treated very rudely and... Yeah, not cool at all. The fact that this girl, after bad behavior, tattled to his mom is not very nice either. Yeah, I was not cool at all. Um, he the, uh, resoundingly, he is not an anus. Now, th- there would be one escape clause that I could think of. If he was flaunting somehow that he was some gad about town and that he had was Mr. Moneybags, and he's like, yeah, so I have my yacht parked, you know, docked outside, and I make multi-millions. He might be opening the door a little bit. Sorry, I sounded like Mr. Howell there. That's the best I can do. <laughs> but, um, oh, but you know, that, and even then, it. that's pushing it. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, lovey? Uh, I, you know, I don't have much more to add, but Brady. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I do... I think there was actually one big, big clue that he's not an anus. And that is the fact that he was actually asking if he was an anus. Yes. Um, that, that tells you that he's, even though he has no reason to feel this way, that he's at least pondering and, and thinking back to, you know, to questioning, going over it again in his head if he, if he made mistakes, um, which it says he's very reflective and... He's considerate since he's doing that. So I, I'm going to say this is a pretty good good guy here. Yeah, you are not an anus, sir. Not at all. All right. So once again, the president of the Senate does not have to chime in, and <laughs> um, we are in agreement. Now, I guess maybe that's why we've been friends for so long. Maybe we just think the same things about— and We, we would honestly, be a very I'm, efficient government. Yeah, well— <laughs> That's a whole other thing, but, um, and quite honestly, I've not disagreed with any of these things. So good. There's that. Okay. Next situation. Last one. Okay. So last weekend, a few, uh, now that this says a few mates and I got in us, I don't know if this guy's British or what, but few mates and I got together, had drinks and dinner while watching bad movies. So it sounds like an episode of Mystery Science Theater. Or something. Yeah. I don't know, but, <laughs> uh, the apartment belonged to Sophia. At some point, she asked if I could get something out of her walk-in pantry while she cooked. Her and another of her friends locked me in. So he went into the walk-in pantry. Friends locked him in there. Uh, I have claustrophobia as a result of trauma I experienced as a child. Not sharing what the trauma was, but uh, they are aware of it. So I panicked and begged them to let me out. 
After two to three minutes of them laughing, I couldn't take it anymore, so I kicked the door, which broke the hinges and caused it to fall off. It was only small and made of seemingly flimsy wood. I ended up having a screaming match with the two that locked me in while the third friend arrived. Uh, said third friend agreed that what they did was terrible, but the other two said I overreacted and should pay for the door. I disagreed, so my friend and I left. Sophia has contacted me asking for money, but I'm steadfast in believing I shouldn't pay for anything. I also think I'm owed an apology. Todd? You know, this very well, I, I didn't, I haven't had that, that particular, uh, you know, thing happen to me, but this almost could have been written by me. Uh, I'm very claustrophobic as well. <clears throat> Uh, I don't really know that it's from childhood trauma, although I do believe in past episodes I talked about how my older siblings used to uh, uh, put a pillow over my face and pretend they were going to smother me uh, and then tease me with that uh, threat later on. It's like, you know, you mean to get the pillow? Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't want to make it sound like they were abusive or anything. It was all in good fun, but, you know, being a kid, I was uh, <laughs> being dramatic. Sorry. <laughs> and uh but i will say i i'm pretty claustrophobic and if you want to see a uh, five foot eight uh a little more weight than i want to admit to right now but if you want to see somebody five foot eight fight you like a seven foot uh uh monster uh put a pillow over my face or lock me in a, a tight room or something and, and i'm kicking and screaming and uh yeah i, I would have done the same thing you know it's it's not something you can help it's not it, it you know it's kind of one of those things where you can't just say oh well I'm going to shut this uh, claustrophobia down since I'm in someone's pantry and I shouldn't really kick this door. I'm, I'm kicking the door or whatever I can to to try to get out of there. So that's completely on uh, this girl's fault. This girl and her friends. He owes her nothing. Uh, Judge Wapner would agree. Um, so he is don't, not don't, the angel. Yeah, he is not. He, you can hear the typing across the bottom of the page. <laughs> Doug Llewellyn will chime in. <laughs> yeah, he uh, again. I get it. I, I could now. I will say this. I, I could see if someone has not experienced that. They don't. They don't feel that. That how they could say, you know, well, come on now. You're really going to kick this girl's pantry door down? But I, I can honestly tell you right now, I would do this exact same thing because it's, uh, you know, if you've ever been, if you're claustrophobic and you've ever had that scare of being trapped in an elevator, if you ever had someone shut a door, you know, in a small tight space and and hold the door or something, I'm I'm. I'm fighting angry at that point. Okay. Brady? What he said, in fact, I'm going to go a step farther. Not only does he not owe them money, I would say, okay, you know what? If you're going to continue to push this, I'm pressing charges because they knowingly and premeditated. He, They were told of his phobia, and they did it anyway. And that would qualify as an assault in some places. So if they really pushed the matter, what they created was actually kind of criminal. They terrorized him on purpose to, you know, they and they knew it. If he said, yeah, I'm claustrophobic, and they did that, that's like if um, somebody uh, is afraid of— um, Okay, help me out here. If somebody's afraid of snakes and you knowingly push them into a um, room filled with snakes and they have a heart attack or get in, I mean, that that's knowingly, you know, terrorizing somebody. So not only is he not an anus, 
they are major, ain't I? And not only that, but they're also borderline criminally Criminal, negligent. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you had a good point there, Brady. The no one who's claustrophobic. It's not like if you if you hold a claustrophobic person down or you or you or you shut them behind a the door, they instantly they will let you know they're claustrophobic. You know, they will let you know, hey, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, it's kind of like if you're tickling someone. You know, it's not like on the very first tickle they kick you in the jaw and pee all over the place. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. it's they let you know, that it, it, and it's a continued action that caught that gets the reaction that you end up with. So yeah, that's. I mean that, that that's not only a human meanies. behavior. That's yeah, that's animal behavior. Like a skunk will raise its tail and show you its sphincter before it sprays you. It's like, hey, look, you're about ready to get the business end. It gives you a warning, and he, you know, he pretty much did that. Would would that apply as conducting commerce by the skunk? <laughs> I bet had I, I uh, conducted commerce, but I bet had, had I done that to my brothers and sisters, they wouldn't have put pillows over my face. Probably so. And I exposed yeah, my so. anus to them. <laughs> yeah, those That's girls so are hot dog funny. handles. Yes, major, major. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, the president of the Senate does not have to chime in, and we are in agreement that uh, no money is owed, not the anus. And uh, you heard our alarm there in our discussion. So our first topic is down. And uh, moving on, our second topic belongs to Mr. Liming. Yes, and shifting gears totally. <laughs> You'll see why that's funny in a moment. I usually had to preface my jokes with that a lot. But anyway, um, <laughs> so um, I decided to uh, tap into something that most of us adults have experienced. And that is uh, reminiscing about your cars that you had growing up, whether your family vehicle or your cars, the first one that you got your license, you know, your first set of wheels. Um, you know, some people are, I, I continue to be amazed. Um, you know, when I go to a, um, an event at a school, like a high school event, like if I go to a ball game or, you know, drop the kiddo off at practice, I'm amazed at the student's parking lot at the quality of vehicles. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I was like, ah, oh, good Lord, man. Especially when we start delving into this, you're going to understand why. But like, um, you know, there's kids. Uh, I actually saw a kid that had an, an Audi with the sticker still on it. And I'm like, good God, man. And um, so we look fondly back on our old, you know, our old jalopies of yore. <laughs> and Yalapi. um, jalopy. So um, I'm going to start us off because, well, I guess since I brought it to the table, I kind of get the juices flowing a little bit, get the pistons cranking. Um, but the car that I took my uh, driver's license test in was my first vehicle. My father bought it new in 1976 to transport him back and forth from Sardinia, Ohio to Cincinnati, Ohio, where he worked at GE for 40 plus years. And it was a 1976 Forest Green Pinto. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. With black interior, with yeah, wait for it. I remember it's forest green with white and red checks. Classy. What classic? Red what? Right. It, it was like a beaded check print. It, the the upholstery. It, it was checked. 
And it just drove my mother crazy because, you know, dad ordered this. It was a new vehicle and it actually came with the wrong interior. But here's the thing. The interior it came with never bothered me whatsoever, even though it did have red in it, which was really odd. But it was supposed to be future pea green um, vinyl with some kit, which would have been horrific. Metallic um, pea? Metallic <laughs> pea. <laughs> a, a, a classic 70s color. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, it, but that was my first car. Now, here's the cool part about it. When I finally got, when we finally got rid of that car, it had over 275,000 miles on it and it was still going. And my neighbor kid bought it. The, the, he said, and he, um, you know, he later got into education and he joked with me years later. He said, dude, when I finally got rid of it, the, 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 the floor had a hole in it. You could see the pavement <laughs> as you were driving down the road and you like could the see Flintstones. the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, like the Flintstones. And um and it was um <laughs> but you yeah, you could like stick your feet through there like a break, but that that was a very loud uh, did that kid did that did that hit yeah, your light, funny bone? Lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> if there is ever an example of us just talking incorrectly on purpose for laughs, that was an example of it. Yeah, I had no no idea. I've never that. heard you say that. I think that's why it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> you got to try to be a the little Flintstones. bit spontaneous. <laughs> the Flintstones. <laughs> See, I had heard it before. That's why I didn't laugh so hard. Um, but yeah, so that that was my first official car. That's what I drove to school. Um, when my sister first drive, she, it was her car that she would drive to school also. And she was six years my senior, but luckily Mindy blazed the, uh, the trail. She actually had the stock radio taken down and it actually had a cassette player in it. So I could play my cassettes, which made me happy. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy. Cause yeah. I'm sure the stock radio was an AM radio, right? Oh, oh, totally, totally, and uh, it was AM only. And um, but you know the thing is, what what cracks me up is that Pinto's cassette player. It ate more than a couple of my favorites. I remember ne- being near tears when it ate my White Lion cassette. My, <laughs> I remember my, that. Yeah. Oh man, right in the middle of Lady of the Valley, man. <laughs> and then there it went. It ate the tape. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was mine, Pinto. So, Todd, what was your first car? What was the car that you learned to drive in that you drove? All right. So i I took my let my test in my mom and dad's car, and I believe uh, my dad will listen. And the first thing he'll do is call me and tell me I'm wrong here. Uh, uh, it was a light blue. I believe it was a Buick. Maybe a Century? Was there a Buick? Were there Buick Centuries? Is that a car? Was that a car? Yeah, Buick Century, Buick Regal. Well, yeah, Buick Century. Yeah. There were Buick Lesabers, right? Which I know at one time they had, but I can't remember if this was a Buick Lesabre or a Buick Century, something of that nature. Uh, by the way, same car. Uh, a couple years later, or the, whatever, I was dry, was cruising Hillsboro, which is making a comeback. By the way. Uh, if you on, on some certain Saturday nights, they're they're bringing cruising back, and I've seen some aerial, some beautiful aerial photos of Hillsboro during these these this new cruising uh, fa- uh, kind of resurgence, 
and it's really cool to see. And and I was talking to someone the other day here local about that, and uh, I know Eric. You and I cruised Hillsboro a time or two, uh, but this one particular time in Hillsboro, that same car overheated right in front of a bar that I had always heard uh, was a little bit. Uh, Say where Johnny Paycheck got stabbed. I don't believe it was that bar, no. But I had heard this bar was a little bit, uh, you know, not a place where a uh, you know a, a teenager wanted to be breaking down in front of. But I, I went into this establishment and told them that I needed some help and they gave me a, a jug of water to dump on my radiator and they were as cool as they could be. And you uh, pull a shiv on you. There, there's <laughs> until I, until I uh, walked out and I bumped into the motorcycles and they all feel like dominant. Oh, that was, uh, sorry, that was Peavy's big adventure, but that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that car, I took my test in and actually my oldest uh, sister, Teresa was the one who uh, taught me to drive for the most part. And she went with me to take my test that day, and it wasn't for lack of trying. My my dad, I think I might have told this story one other time. Uh, I played a little joke on my dad one day when we were driving. We were going down to the to thirty two to the four lane there, and we were going to be turning right off Marystown Street onto the four lane. And I I stopped and I said, "Now, Dad, do I turn here or do I go across to the middle and turn right?" And he pretty much told me to get out of the car and. Uh, I was just joking, but he didn't think it was funny. And, and my mom, my mom, you know, had, had has more patience than my dad when it comes to those things. And uh, the same way now, say he has way more patience than me when it comes to uh, we're starting to have Ethan drive some, you know, practice in parking lots. But anyway, my mom, though, she made me too nervous. So uh, she, because it was constantly gripping the, the, the side of the door real hard. And like every time I... Every time I just barely touched the brake, she would act like she you know, threw her through the front windshield and just really, uh, you know, just she was on edge and made me nervous. So I couldn't, Did I couldn't she have throw her, her left car. arm out to try to restrain you like most moms do. Yeah. 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 So, uh, actually better than any seat belt. <laughs> I, I still do that. I actually do that to my wife and she does it to me even like when she, when she's driving and I'm a passenger, but anyway, so, but my first car was a, a 1986 Ford Ranger truck oh. and um, what color you know, it was gray it was a like, a, like a, a charcoal gray like a dark gray and uh it had a little red pinstripe and i remember i was so proud of i i bought the uh, i don't know if i bought them or i asked for them for my birthday or something and got these uh floor mats that uh they were yosemite sam uh holding two pistols up in the air and uh they might have said back off or something like that and i had those, i've seen those back 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 yeah, they, they're, it's usually pro. They, no, they didn't say that. <laughs> I've seen, okay. <laughs> I mean, my, come on, I was allowed to wear the Playboy hat at the Serenia Founders Day, but I wouldn't have been allowed to own uh, the uh, floor mats that say back the F off. So they just said back off, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, was a, that was a great truck. A lot of good memories uh, driving that truck. It was a good first vehicle. Uh, you know, the problem was it was uh, front wheel drive, so and it was terrible, like if there were snow, snow oh, and yeah. ice. So we had to go. I remember going to the Ready Mix and getting a big bag of sand to put in the back to give it, yeah. you know, to give it traction. And in the winter, one winter, that thing froze solid, and it became like a four-foot-long just <laughs> iceberg, basically. And it would slide in the truck, and it, it did that a few times and dented my tailgate outward. So uh, did a little damage with, in the back of that. But, but no, that, that seems like thing. it could have been counterproductive if it got, I mean, slid into the side of your tailgate and you're <laughs> going around a corner. I mean— you could have fit fishtailed there, couldn't you? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it it wasn't well. I mean, yeah. If you were, if you you didn't rely on it, but it was it was better for like 
you know, side roads in town, things like that. It, it just gave you that, that weight distribution in the back. But that was my first vehicle. And, uh, I, you know, I know a lot of people's first vehicles weren't, uh, they, they're not, <laughs> I guess, very cool, but I felt very cool having a, uh, a small, you know, size truck as a first vehicle. Well, now, Brady, before I start here, I, I want to put a bug in your ear because you have to tell a story because Todd talked about uh, driving across 32 and making a joke uh, with his dad that uh, that he uh, the dad didn't like. So that's the bug in your ear. You have to tell a story after I'm done. Okay. All right. So uh, my first car was a 1968 Pontiac Catalina. And I always have the, the same description of the Pontiac Catalina to everybody I talk to. And I, I did not appreciate that car when I had it as much as when I didn't have it anymore. I wish I would have kept it. I wish I still had it. Um, the car, first of all, and I, I'll just like Brady, um, the car came with a, a stock radio. It was owned by a gentleman in town, an older gentleman, he was a mechanic. So it was, it was well taken care of. He lived in town. He didn't drive very much. So he bought the car new. It was 1968, but it, it had very few miles on it. So, I mean, it was, it was really perfect. As a matter of fact, probably uh, had a little bit too much under the hood to give to a teenager. I mean, it had a four, 400 engine. It was one of those cars where you hit the accelerator and, and you, you're, kind of being thrown back in your seat a little bit um the car was puke green and uh todd refers to it as pea green i <laughs> refer to it as puke green or to go back to the first episode metallic whiz <laughs> metallic whiz exactly <laughs> um seated 17 comfortably <laughs> and when you got up to about 95 and you were driving down the road in those little humps in the road, not not big hills, just little humps. The whole car would undulate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, our, my friends called it Brady, the Land Speeder. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're familiar with Star Wars and all, and the Land Speeders and how they reacted to the different terrain, that's how this car reacted to the the little humps in the road and things, uh, especially when you got up to a very high rate of speed. Um, Did you actually drive at 95 miles an hour? Uh, yeah, I, I remember one in particular. It was on 125 between Russellville and Doug's house. So it was Jeez. about halfway to Georgetown where I, I don't think I can't I, remember who was with me, but uh, yeah, I wasn't with you when you were going that speed. And I, and I don't, think i did that very much and that actually that may have been the only time i got that fast because it kind of scared me a little bit i of course being the teenager you didn't exude fear for that but um yeah i was i was a little concerned about the uh the car doing what it was doing at 95 miles an hour so yeah i didn't get up there too much (laughs) yeah uh but i did replace the stock stereo in uh, put new speakers in as you said, Brady, a, a cassette player. I mean, it was, and and the acoustics in the car were outstanding. Um, you know, if we had wanted to, you know, put some people in the trunk to take into the sneak into the drive-in theater, probably could have fit another five people in there. No, 
<laughs> We're going to date ourselves. Eric, can you remember what brand of radio? Was it a Sparkomatic or a Pioneer or one I believe of it was like I believe it was a Kenwood. So I mean, it was a good stereo, I believe. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, don't hold me to that. Yeah. But I, I was thoroughly of the impression that if I had hit a brick wall with that car, the brick wall would have lost. I mean, it was true American it was all uh, engineering. It was all metal. There was no plastic on it. I mean, it, even, even the seatbelt buckles and not the buckles themselves, not the metal like buckle part that goes in the, but the actual square that you buckled into was metal. So, I mean, wow. in cars today, it's like plastic, but I mean, everything was metal. Get a 95 degree day and that would leave a third degree burn on your navel. Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, I, 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 I did not appreciate that car as much as I should have when I had it. And when I, when I moved on to a, a Cavalier, my senior year in high school, um, we end up selling the car to uh, my cousins, who promptly totaled it. Which... Oh, so you you both both your first cars were the same color, roughly? Uh, no, his was forest green. Mine was. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I missed that. Okay. Green. Yeah, we. I, one of my. I'm sorry, Eric. Were you? I don't want to jump in there. Were you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was pretty much done. Yeah. Well, you bring bringing up the green and Brady, specifically with the forest green, is one of my. Uh, Good friends in school at the time and teammates uh, had a, a forced green Chevette, nice. and uh, we called it the Green Beast. And not only did it did it have the nickname the Green Beast, but it also had a a a uh, what would you call it a uh, a symbol or a, uh, a logo a gesture. No, like whenever you talked about that, you just did that. And those oh, of you, yeah, those yeah, of you yeah. that can't see my arm i'm holding like a king cobra i'm holding up my arm and bending well, my like a swan popping out from under the water <laughs> yeah like nessie but we caught it the green beast and we we would say like hey let's go get in the green beast and you know head up town or whatever and, and you always had to make that uh that symbol with your with your hand and and forearm and and so yeah that dark green brings back some good memory it wasn't my car but i spent a lot of time in the car Yes, Eric, with your car, and you know where you actually called it the land speeder. You know, I have distinct memories, not only it undulating on the road, which was really fun, but um, it's also one of those very traumatic moments because um, it was in your car where we picked up our friend who had just enjoyed a um, fresh trout dinner that his grandmother had made. <laughs> And um, driving to a friend's house, he uh, proceeded to flatulate that fresh trout dinner and that that mixture of low tide and poop has stayed with me forever. I was absolutely horrible. I thought my life was going to end in that car. And um, but I always associate it with the land speeder. First off. Trout just sounds gross. <laughs> I'm not a. I like unhealthy, you know, fried, breaded fish. I trout a fresh trout dinner. I just picture one of those, one of those plates with like where the the whole fish is still like it, its head still in there, its eyes uh, still in there, looking at me. I've seen that once, 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 once. Yeah, trout I, and birth salad. 
<laughs> Man. So yeah, yeah, I got to tell a story about burst salad now. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, so um, our friend referred to, uh, he had salad with every meal. I, I, I mean, his, that's what his mom would serve. Uh, he called it the burst salad because it was in a bowl in the fridge, and uh, the bowl never really got empty. It just kind of got added to. <laughs> so he always said that some of the salad had started or was in the bowl from the time he was born. So that's why he called it the burst salad. Oh, that's foul and awesome. And, 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 and I don't want to say it was bad lettuce or anything cause it wasn't, but that, that was just his thing. But <laughs> proceed. I'm sorry. I went off on yeah, a tangent. No, but I, and Eric, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but that was in land speeder in that trip between Sardinia and Russellville with, with, <laughs> Trout gas filling the land speeder was just absolutely torturous. Asphyxiation. Oh, oh asphyxiation indeed. <laughs> and but. I, I, th- I think, as speaking of that, there was a, a Rod Stewart song at the time that was popular called Infatuation, and I think we parodied that due to that little situation. Asphyxiation. King. Whoa. <laughs> so... I know you can't. I know you can't tell me here in this podcast which friend. So after after we get done, I want I'd like to know which friend. Uh, but I wonder if this person still eats trout. <laughs> uh, we'll have to check on that and report back. I, I'm afraid that remnants of that initial <laughs> trout dinner is still in his colon somewhere <sighs> because it, his body was not processing it well that's for sure but, but. Uh, here's what i'm I, I have never in my in my life how old were you guys at this point 16 i, yeah. I cannot imagine too many 16 year olds going to pick up their buddies to go out and and, and you know for a night of tomfoolery and one of them says, ah, "I just had a fresh trout dinner." I mean, that's just <laughs> well, uh, that is not so story behind that because it wasn't the night. Actually, we were heading for a Sunday afternoon bowling in Aberdeen because it was always fun Sunday afternoon bowling. Because if the head pin was blue, it was like a random thing, and when the head pin was blue and you got a strike, you got a free game. So that's how you know good wholesome fun that our sixteen-year-old selves got into. <laughs> but you know, part of the way there is like, my gosh, why does it smell like fish in here? And he said, "Well, I had trout for a lot, and it just kept on coming, and the and the trout was resurfacing, <laughs> metaphorically." And it, it was horrible. And what was funny is we, like, hours later, we came back into the car, and it was, like, trapped into the foam of the seats. I wonder if this was a rainbow trout or a uh, brown trout. Or... It was definitely Lake a brown trout. trout. <laughs> how now brown trout. <laughs> Actually, it should be how now to brown trout. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I'm a little queasy, to be honest with you, and I wasn't even around, or I, I'm queasy. Oh, and... Yeah, you know when you when you throw when you throw low tide into one's intestinal distress, it, it it's never a good mixture. But and I didn't even mean to go on that topic, but but that is synonymous with that car, Eric, because you know like trauma is usually associated from where you're, and that definitely was it. I I was wondering if he had conducted any commerce in my back seat. Oh, I didn't. You know, is some fish market commerce maybe. 
Yeah. Definitely yeah. downtown Seattle commerce going on there. Yeah, well, thankfully it wasn't thrown. From... <laughs> oh, it was thrown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not only my. that, but just I, I, just the whole scene seems funny to me because I, I can see me saying, "Yeah, I had fish for I had fish for lunch," but just I had fresh trout for lunch. <laughs> it just sounds like does this like something a Sardinia uh, conversation that happened in Sardinia? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, luckily we got through our first vehicles um and i think it just you know as we're winding down here you know uh but you got to tell that story Brady, yes. about crossing 32 and we um, and we're going to extend time for that because i think it's worth it, it's worth it wasn't your first car but it wasn't my first car but it was a car i had inherited um my neighbor across the street um had that lost our eyes he had lost his eyesight and you know he is well into his 80s and they just kind of gifted the car it, it, and eric I, i'm not even sure exactly the year or the maker of the model it was a, a some kind of plymouth um maybe you know ltd but l- let me put it this way it did not have a radio at all in it because uh, this person was a mail carrier and mail carriers were forbidden from having radios in the car. So there was actually the space was plasticed over like the dashboard had not even been cut, you know, it, for a radio. So um, but anyway, with this car, um, I don't exactly know what the issue was, but I'm going to go with the fact that there had been water in the gasoline. Because there was nothing wrong with this car. and Because um, it was too old of a car to have a fuel injector. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it was nothing like that. So we were left school. I was taking Eric home from school. And uh, we went to cross 32 of Fort Lane Highway. And so I hit the gas to go across. And right as we were crossing, it just stalled. Just totally quit. Now, it is in motion. It is it's in already motion. in motion. So it stalled. It, it stalled, and oncoming traffic is coming. And now, I, now wait, that, 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 hold on. You you downplayed that a little bit. Okay. A an eighteen wheeler coming, not just oncoming traffic. We're stalled. The car is barely inching along, and there's a semi truck coming <laughs> at us. Go ahead, Brady. Yes, and um. So, and I remember saying this out loud. I said, well, I can't hit the brake because we'll stop. We just got to roll because I couldn't restart. It's like, I, I, we just got to roll so we don't stop. And I always was proud of myself for having that wherewithal to, you know, in that crisis situation, know that not to hit the brake. So we made it across. And I would like to know exactly how close it was. I think to our 16 year old selves, it was, you know, it was pretty scary. I conducted some commerce. <laughs> he conducted some said commerce. It caused some intestinal distress. But here's how close it was. Our principal, unbeknownst to us, happened to be behind us. And he pulled beside of me and rolled down the window. And I'll try to, it's like, my God, you just about got hit. <laughs> He's like, what? yeah, we did. You turned into the uh, uh, Peterson, yeah, from, uh, George Harrison. Peterson, George <laughs> Amy Peterson, <laughs> and, and but that's how he says, "My God, you about got hit." I and, think um, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're about my friends, but and here's the thing. And I calmly just said to him, "It's like it wasn't me. It stalled." He said, "Well, you better get that thing off the road." And I said, "I best." So, um, you know, it started back up and I drove home and I think my dad put some, um, 
some uh one of those what are, what are they called run out or water outs or whatever and it and that did the trick so it was some bad gasoline not me <laughs> so, so uh brady you must also go into uh what else happened in that car as that would be for another time. Whoa, keep it PG, guys. Keep it PG. No, PG-13. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing, nothing no. fun like that. But <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to tell you, like, is that, that I'm saving that story for a different topic because it's going to come up eventually. So I, I'm just going to hold on to that nugget, and hopefully that will bait our listeners, like kind of like sweep, sweep. Stay tuned for further tales from the blue car. Would that be a fresh trout nugget? <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, another animal. Yes, another animal. Uh, all right. Uh, good topic. Yeah. So oh, uh, fun one. Todd, you're in the cleanup spot. All right. Seems like it's been a while since I've been in this position. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finish things off tonight with a little funny questions category here, and I'm gonna basically host this. And uh, Eric, I know usually you play host, so I thought it would be a, a good time tonight to let you take a night off from the host. So basically, uh, you know, G- Gene Rayburn was on uh, Matt or uh, what was he? He was on Tattletales, and Bob Barker was on Match Games. So yeah, the host sometimes is the panelist. So yeah, yeah. Eric, I- the white hot spite light. You have to answer this time, Eric. Yes, exactly. And there's no. This isn't really a game. There's no point system. It's just basically me asking some funny questions that might uh, provoke some good thought, some good uh, debate, some good conversation. Uh, so hopefully, you guys, both of you, or one of you, can chime into each one of these questions. And uh, the first question is: uh, Is cereal soup? Why or why not? So is cereal soup. <clears throat> so are are you picking one to go first? Yeah, Eric. It's just freestyle. I think it's I think you can go first, Eric, and then we may free it up a bit after that. Okay, so uh at first blush, soup to me would be um the the liquid in it would be a non milk product uh and i also my first thought was soup would be warm but then i think of vichy Ooh, which is cold so soup in and of itself may not be hot but i would say soup does not include milk as a liquid so to me cereal is not soup hmm. brady interesting it- Yes, Eric, that was interesting and scholarly and well done. Very intelligently put. And I and then we got me here rounding up with no it's not soup, it's cereal. <laughs> That's a boring answer. <laughs> um, that puts but, some thought into it. Uh puts some thought in it. I, I I'm going to go um no, it is not soup because um I do not eat soup with a fork. Um, I eat cereal with a fork. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yes. Foul. Foul. Yes. You are <laughs> so far out of bounds. Foul. Yes. Okay. Now. I can explain. Uh, we, I'm going to let you. I, you know, I'll allow that. But I just wanted to, I think we both wanted to chime in. Don't 
say that like it's normal. Like, <laughs> you don't eat soup with a fork, yeah. but you clearly eat cereal with a fork. No. Yes. You, you cannot use as your reasoning, well, I don't eat soup with a fork. <laughs> no one eats soup with a fork, and no one eats cereal with a fork. Oh, come so that, 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 that cannot be your underlying reason for <laughs> cereal not being soup. <sighs> well, Go ahead, Brady. Uh, it, it's quite simple. Um, I do not enjoy milk very much, but I do need something to control the dust of the cereal that I'm eating. <laughs> so it, it's just enough to moisten it and beat down the dust. So the fork allows the, the milk runoff to go through so I can enjoy my cereal with the non-dusty variety, but not have it soggy because the milk flows through. So it maintains its crispness without having to be soiled by the milk. So how long does like, it take you to eat a bowl of cereal? Like an hour and a half? No, no, no. It, it, I do gotta, it the same. got to sift out the milk. You know, it, it, the, the milk just drops. I eat it the same, at the same rapidity as someone would eat with a with a spoon, so you don't but, stab the 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 cereal. No, 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 no. With, I, I I more like sift it. Like, think of like a pain, like a like a miner going through the you know the water. Like I'm just getting the nuggets out and letting the water run through the fork. I, I, now you talked earlier about a uh, image in your mind, Todd. Now I have an image in my mind <laughs> instead of Brady running down the the road with the feminine hygiene products above his head. Now my image is he's he's panning his cereal like an, an old forty nine er with a with a pair of Bev overalls and a red uh, long guns. Well, I tell you, get that cookie crisp out of there. There's cookie crisp in them there milks. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay. So <laughs> I still you I I'm pretty sure, and, and I am not a uh, an expert on uh, utensils. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they make uh, – I've seen spoons that have – Slotted spoons. Slotted spoons. Why don't you get a slotted or a, a spoon with a a hole of some sort in it or even – Well, because they're big. Drill them. Huh? Uh, because those tend to be a larger spoon, and then it won't fit in your mouth. Yeah. So I, I thought about this. Okay. Trust me, I, I considered it once, but then it's too much cereal in one bite in well, a big old colander spoon. You could take, uh, and I think of SJ before they made, I don't know, now they have guitar picks, but I think of SJ always drilling the holes in his guitar picks for a better grip. You could do that with a spoon. You could take a regular size, a teaspoon, and you could uh, just drill little holes in there and have your own custom spoons. I, I could. or It'd be a lot of work, you know, but... Just, yeah, I just use the fork. And, um, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's for a very simple reason. It, it's not as weird when you really think about it. I wasn't, like, stabbing. I wasn't impaling cereal with my fork. I'm just, oh, like... I still think it's weird. I, oh, it's <laughs> weird. Yeah. It's weird. That's... Uh, so I didn't, I didn't intend to spend that long on the first question, but Brady, you really kind of threw us for a loop there. Uh, I, I will say, loop. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I will say, though, Eric... I'm going to throw a little bit of a of a wrench at you here. Okay. You said there's no milk in soups. Uh, there are cream-based soups. Well, fair enough, but the and, liquid is not totally milk. Yeah, uh, but I and I do know I've seen people, I, I, maybe my own family, I don't remember who, but that uh, will put milk in tomato soup 
to uh, to thicken it up or to and to make it uh, <laughs> foul. You, you would not know that it has Ow. milk in it. It's not like you're. I mean, I would be willing to bet you guys have each. If you've eaten tomato soup anywhere else, I bet you've eaten with milk in it. If you've ever eaten tomato soup that's not the the dark red like tomato soup initially comes out, if you've if you've eaten it somewhere where it's a little bit lighter, I guarantee you it has milk or some sort of cream based uh, substance in there to lighten it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I prefer I prefer tomato soup that's not bright red, deep red orange. I like it to have a little bit of a of a cream base. Cream. So anyway, muted color. Any muted. any soup experts out there? Let us know. Do they put milk in soup? Uh, but I would agree with both of you that soup and cereal are not the same thing. Yeah, but it, like like a, a cream of muskroom <laughs> doesn't just have cream. <laughs> I'm not sure what my throat just did. It may. <laughs> <laughs> a cram of muskroom. Oh. <laughs> like a musk melon. <laughs> well, there are other cream-based soups. Their potato soup is a cream-based soup. Yeah. Cream of broccoli. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cream of uh almost a cream of wheat. <laughs> cream of wheat soup. <laughs> That's a, which is a cereal, ironically. <laughs> cream of uh oh uh I can't think of it right now. Anyway, let's move on. There are a lot more here, a lot of a lot of fun to be had. So Next question. What's the weirdest smell you've ever smelt? I, haven't we already got into this, Brady? <laughs> well, uh, not the worst, the weirdest smell. My word. Um, I, I think it not only was it bad, but I, I think the weirdest smell would have to be either the diarrhea turkeys mentioned <laughs> in... Um, in the previous episode where for those of you guys who are catching on late to our podcast, I went to an event once with students that um, they were supposed to prepare fresh baked turkeys, like an Appalachian uh, Christmas holiday dinner. And somebody had left the turkeys out and they had soiled. And um, when they cooked them, it smelled like, and one of the kids actually coined it diarrhea turkeys because it smelled exactly like that. But um, that that was pretty weird. But there was also a weird smell that I associate with college um, where my apartment was my sophomore year at Ohio State. There was a bread factory that was down the block and it was this awesomely sweet smelling bread smell. But after a while, it became sickeningly sweet. But it was very distinct, and it was a weird smell because anybody who visits, like, what's that smell? It's you know, and yeah. it's the, it was the bread factory, so that that kind of gets my weird smell. Gotcha, Eric. Do you have a weird smell you can think of? <clears throat> I, I I can't separate weird out with bad. <laughs> um, but I I will side note what Brady said. They say, and I can't say I've ever smelled it myself, but and this is kind of a morbid thing to say, but. They say that uh, decomposing human flesh has kind of a sickeningly sweet sort of smell, but yeah. that's what I yeah. thought of when you said that. But yeah, I don't know why I thought of that. Again, that's <laughs> kind of morbid. But well, p- please tell me that you know there's not decomposing flesh in your crawl space. And then, well, if know. it is, I didn't put it there. Yeah, yeah. not speaking to uh, John Wayne Gacy here, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clown suits around. Uh, just to chime in really quickly, I. You know, I grew up going to the races a lot, and 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 my family was big dirt track racing family. And uh, uh, Lawrenceburg Speedway, I remember, uh, 
I don't know, this would have been, I'd have probably been my early 20s or whatever. But I remember going there several times and obviously in Lawrenceburg. And I believe there's this distillery or something there. Yeah. Not exactly sure. But the, the smell there always reminded me of burnt, like, cornflakes. Burnt sienna. Burnt cornflakes or burnt, like, like if you took if you took a bowl of cereal, of, of cornflakes or Wheaties, and, with your and, fork, and with your fork, and you just and and you just got a nice mound of weedy or like a weedy ball or like cornflake ball, and then you let it it, it just and then you caught it on fire. That's exactly what it always smelled. Weedy like ball, flambe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that that was probably the oddest smell. Not a bad smell so much. Um, and I'm a big uh, whiskey bourbon you know bourbon fan. So. But the the that part of the process evidently was yeah. something that my nose didn't agree with. Uh, next question: Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? <laughs> uh. Hey, wait! I only smell four sandwiches, <laughs> and one of them's not a hot dog. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Ray Charles Arby's commercial. <laughs> if uh, if you didn't listen to our one of our earlier episodes. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? I would say yes, because even though the bread is a different shape, it is still surrounded by two slabs of bread. <laughs> the meat is surrounded by two slabs of bread. Henceforth, a hot dog is a sandwich. One, I, I would correct you and say one slitted slab of bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, Eric, um, I, I'm going to go, yeah, we have to call it a sandwich because of, uh, by pure definition and think about elementary school menus because you remember it that, that like they would call it wiener sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they, they really would. I'm not, I'm not just being cheeky. <laughs> Mr. It, Cushing it, didn't. He called it hot dog on bun. <laughs> hot dog on bun. But um, you know, that there will be people. There will be people. <laughs> yes, it, some menus would say wiener sandwich. So, why that terminology instead of hot dog? Is hot dog like? Is, is there some sort of copyright on the word hot dog? As uh, to where it could not be used on a menu? Uh, no, I, I would say that. Well, I mean, think about it. Who's going to intentionally put wiener sandwich and, and not expect guffawing? Um, I, I, what I'm thinking is it was just maybe like a an antiquated term that never got updated on the menu. So when they were printing, you know, the the school menus and back in 1904, that it, you okay, know, Brooks, <laughs> you, you came to Shawshank in 1906. Yeah, well. And you know, like, um, oh, geez, I, I just totally derailed my train of thought. Oh, yeah, like back in World War One, when they, you know, everybody got ticked off in Germany, so they changed the name of Frankfurters and hot dogs to Liberty Steaks, you know. <laughs> um, but like, but yeah, Wiener Freedom sandwich. fries. Would it be? Yeah, Freedom Liberty fries. tubes. <laughs> Liberty tubes. <laughs> so. Um, Franklin Fortes, but uh, anyway, but yeah, America rockets, <laughs> America, yeah, America meat yeah, rocket. That would be a great band name. 
anyway but yeah um but uh, even though i technically don't think of a hot dog as a sandwich yeah it 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 is although i think of as a separate entity okay so back to what you said todd you said the slotted bread and what uh, whatever it is you said slotted bread slitted bread (laughs) slotted probably makes more sense yeah yeah (laughs) so if you had to eat a hot dog, like sometimes when you were a kid, you had to use a a a slice of bread and yes. roll it around a hot dog. <laughs> two days ago, gentlemen. Just, two days ago, you just wrap the bread around it and grip it like a uh, yeah, like your like a don't shovel handle. Don't like, don't say like it. a shovel handle or something. Okay, yeah, that's okay. I thought you were going to go somewhere different with that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go. No, I was just going to say, does that change the terminology for the food if it's on a piece a piece of bread versus a well, that, hot dog bun well that makes it a unis you know a unibread instead of by by brettle <laughs> well let let me give our listeners a little tip in case you don't know if you if you're out of hot dog buns and you're going to eat it on two slices of bread like eric's talking about here not take, two slice one slice well you, you can do it on a hot dog and You'd have to have two hot dogs. Well, here's what you do: you use two slices of bread. You cut them length lengthwise. This sounds like a lot of work. No, you fillet it lengthwise right down the middle. Then you cut it again, and you make four splayed, like 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 frayed, <laughs> like butterflying some. Uh, you know, you butterfly. Yeah. That's what you do. You butterfly. Wait, wait. Yeah. I need a I need a diagram for this. <laughs> you but it, anyway, you make it a almost. Okay, picture a Kit Kat bar. You you make it like a Kit Kat bar. You 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 cut them in half one way, cut them in half the other way, and you lay and them. You dip it in chocolate. And now you lay them right up again each other, and <laughs> up yeah. again it. And you have two slices up again it, but not in it. <laughs> not in it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Eric, and everybody remembers this uh, terrible, terrible situation you find yourself in when your slitted hot dog bun becomes it. You, it slits too far. It lodges. It pulls apart, and you have to do that uh, yeah. balancing act where the wiener's trying to slip out of either side of the bun. And you know, if you if you push too far one way, it comes out towards your hand. The other way, it might fall on the floor. And especially if you've applied condiments to the said sandwich. Yeah, yeah. That's that that that's a high emergency situation. <laughs> a high risk maneuver. I've been known to throw away that bun and grab me a a, a, a proper slitted. Uh, Hot dog satchel. <laughs> All right. Uh, have we have we finished this one? So it is yeah. it is a sandwich, is what we're saying. Yes. Yes. It is okay. Next. What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? I know what I'm gonna say. <clears throat> sneezing. <laughs> you, you you can't be suave and sneeze. Uh, you know, you make a face, you, you kind of make the beaver face, uh, your teeth protrude, and then <laughs> snot goes flying out of your nose. Yeah. Beaver face, mucus, sneezing. Yeah. not You, you look stupid sneezing. Good answer. Um, <clears throat> I, I would say square dancing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember it. I took a 
a class in college called Lifetime Fitness, and squad dancing was one of the units. <laughs> so we spent 8 a.m., two mornings a week, squad dancing. Ah. And what lifetime is that fitness? Uh, not my, not my <laughs> lifetime. You had a bunch of bunch of college kids, a bunch of late teenagers, early twenty year olds, squad dancing. Not not a good look. Yeah, not a good look. It, it doesn't matter but what the, the dance is. If I'm doing it, it's not. It's the uh, one of the most uh, stupid looking things ever. Well, yeah, indeed. Can I throw in a second answer? Sure. Getting in and out of an inner tube in the pool or um the the beach or like when when your butt's in the hole you know and trying to get out and uh that the, you look stupid getting in and out of it there's there's no there's no slick suave way of you go, getting in out of the you go under and you pop up like you you pop up through the middle of it right that's the best way that that that's okay but like what i've run into is like if you're out on the boat and you don't want to get all the way wet, but you just kind of want to lay onto the tube, is trying to get in that thing without getting yourself doused. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, so, how, well how, but, how do you how do you get out of it at any rate without dousing yourself? Because I would think, to a certain extent, if you got that stuck, you would have to capsize yourself out of the tube well, to get yourself I can, out. I can give you the tactical answer. You just kind of paddle over to the uh, the boat ladder. And you just kind of sidle up to it and get your feet on the boat ladder and then pull yourself out. And it keeps you from getting doused, but you look really, really stupid doing it. <laughs> it's just not smooth. I I would like to uh, – I, I heard our buzzer go off there. I would like to uh, suggest that we come back to this one because there are a lot of thought-provoking questions here. I didn't realize what I was getting into with this, but I think there are some very good conversation pieces Um quickly here brady i thought when i read this when i thought i thought of you if animals could talk which would be the rudest if animals could talk which would be the rudest i think that would be quite simple cats <laughs> i um, agree like meow like you look at that meow like <laughs> you know i'm gonna put my pencil sharpener right in your face meow and it's like because whatever you do you know you start petting a the cat then it immediately points its anus in your face <laughs> and um and then it gives you that look like it won't accept no until you look at it yeah like, look at it look you at it will look at you will look at my <laughs> anus that's what it would say yeah because cat, cats don't even have to talk to be rude no but, yeah. but if they could talk that's what they would say <laughs> hey Look, this is what I think of you. This is what I'm showing you. You look at it. Yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Eric, I thought of you with this one. Uh, yeah. Toilet paper, over or under? Oh, there's no question about that. <laughs> Mullets are bad. <laughs> That's the answer to that question. Beards are good. Mullets are bad. So you want bangs on your toilet paper, not a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, and my wife refuses to do it correctly. It's always mullets in her world, and I immediately flip the the roll around without hesitation. Matter of fact, I flipped the roll around right after she in her presence. I flipped the roll around right after she put it on. That's how strongly she, I feel. She, she's, she's walking out of the bathroom. You're like conducted. No, I, I, no, I I stopped her and said, "Hey, this needs to turn around." 
Oh, what? You stopped her during what? I stopped her from leaving the area and said, oh. hey, we need I, to turn this around. I picture her trying to walk out, and you're like, no, you're going to want to see this. That is exactly. <laughs> I didn't say it in those words, but yeah, you got to see this. Watch me now. And, and, and I believe now she just does it to get my goat on purpose. Yeah, I, 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 kinda, I see that. I can see that. Because I, I agree. I don't think any... I can't hear any logical. I can't imagine any logical argument. If if you're listening and you have a logical argument of why the toilet paper roll should be, like Eric uh, said, a mullet instead of a, a beard, or like Brady referred to it as b- bangs, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to hear it. Uh, well, Brady didn't chime in. I'm assuming you agree with us, Brady. It, yeah, that you know, uh, usually at that moment, you know, one's not really. You're just happy to have it there. You don't care what style it's rocking. Now, now I got to um, stop you, Brady. One second. I was going to say I was hoping you wouldn't go with the choice of I don't care as long as I have toilet paper because that is that is that's almost as bad as thinking it should go under. That that is a spaghetti noodle sort of answer. <laughs> well, I, I I had in my head. Uh, Oddly enough, and, and this is going to sound very petty and very childish, and I was a child, the, one of the, the most – one of the angriest I can ever remember being in my life was at a basketball camp when I was uh, – between my junior and senior year. And one of my, one of my teammates who had gone to this camp too, it was like one of those blue, blue chip, blue star, five star, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever it was, we were in way over our head. And uh, so we're at this camp, and, and, and we're eating lunch, and uh, this particular teammate of mine said that – the whole mayonnaise miracle whip argument happened and at one point he just kind of stopped and said i i really can't taste the difference between the two of them anyway and i've never wanted to kick someone's ass so bad in my life <laughs> how could you possibly say that you can't taste the difference between mayonnaise and miracle whip i don't I mind if you hate watching when i eat it <laughs> <laughs> it almost rendered our friendship at that point, and uh, yes, I was so angry because I thought there's no way. I thought he was you, you're messing with me to say that you can't taste the difference between Miracle Whip and mayonnaise. So Brady, please don't say that you can take your toilet paper either way. Oh, I, I mean, obviously it should be it should be um, bangs and not a mullet, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> You know, like I said, I, I get I made that comment because you know the whole toilet paper fiasco hype of our quarantining, where people were hoarding toward toilet papers. Like, you know, I think there were some people that would take it mulleted or banged <laughs> at that point, but no, it, it should definitely be bangs and not a mullet. That uh, it's yeah. just silly. Well, I mean, at that point, I would even take it a flock of seagulled. I mean, it, as long as it's just in the, as long as it's just in the room. But uh, but I, you know, I'm I'm with Eric. You know, d- uh, commerce will not even be conducted until it's flipped. No. Uh, correctly. No. Uh, Things have to be in in place before you begin the process. All right, gentlemen. Like I said, I would I would like to go ahead and, and ask on the record if we could at some point in the next episode or two come back to this because there are tons and tons of these that I would love to hear your input on. So and it's definitely Absolutely. Fine. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen. All right. 
Well, that was our third topic. That rounds us out for episode 17 of the... Did we hit Lake the hour podcast. and 45 minute mark? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. We have like nine different recordings. I haven't pieced them all together. <laughs> One of my favorite parts is, Eric, on that last, on the fair episode, you, you said we have eight categories, but we're not going to do our normal 20 minutes because that would just be way too long, which would be an hour and, you know, or which would be... Uh, Which, 60 minutes yeah. or uh, two hours. But anyway, we were only like 15 minutes off of that anyway. So doing yeah, it the way we did. Might as well just put the timer on. Yeah. Too. Yeah. We're becoming the roots of podcasting. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Eight hours and <laughs> roots. Roots. Yeah. All right. Like I said, that rounds us out for episode 17. Thanks for joining us. Once again, you can find us on Facebook. Search us out, play it by your podcast. Uh, also on Twitter, at Play It By Ear Pod, with the number two at the end. Uh, you can find us at our website, anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear Podcast. And you can leave a, leave us a voice message there or at any place that you find your podcast. You have that link to do as well. So chime in on any of our topics. Uh, you can even chime in on uh, whether you feel like uh, those situations we went through, if those people are truly... Uh, anuses or not or uh, what's your favorite uh uh is a hot dog a sandwich and do you eat cereal with a fork well i'm, I'm guessing <laughs> no one's going to chime in on that one uh, to the affirmative in brady's case uh, except brady but uh, <laughs> to each his own that's what makes the world go around that's right all right so again that rounds out episode 17 join us in the upcoming days for episode 18 peace Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.